Hello, adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. Charwick Coninga Letters by Charwick and Coninga Letters sent between Charwick and Coninga about their search for Azura's Star Volume 3 13 Last Seed 3rd Era 411 Wayrest High Rock My dear Coninga, please forgive the quality of the handwriting on this note, but I have not long to live. I can only reply in detail to one part of your letter, and that is that I fear Baliasur, contrary to what you've heard, is very much real. Had he been but a figment of that caretaker's imagination, I would not be feeling life ebb from me as I write this. Lady Morning is sent for healers, but I know they won't arrive in time. I just need to explain what happened so that you'll understand, and then all my affairs in this world will be ended. The one advantage of my condition is that I must be brief, without my habitually ornamental descriptions of peoples and places. I know that you will at least appreciate that. It started when I came to Wayrest and through my friend Lady Morling and her court connections, was introduced to Baliasur himself. I had to proceed carefully, not wanting him to know of our designs on Azura's star, which I presumed he possessed, given to him by his servant, Hadwaf Nithwin. His function in Queen Alessana's court seemed to be decorative, like so many of her courtiers, and it was not hard to differentiate myself from the others when we began conversing on the school of mysticism. Many of the other hangers-on at the palace can speak eloquently on the subject of the magical arts, but it seemed that only he and I had deep knowledge of the craft. Many a nobleman or adventurer who aren't mages by profession learn a spell or two from the useful schools of restoration or destruction. I told Baliasur quite truthfully that I had never learned any of that. Oh, but I wish I knew some healing spells of the school of restoration now. But that I had developed some small skill in mysticism. Not enough to be a psychic, of course but in telekinesis, password, and spell reflection, I had some amateur ability. He responded with compliments, which allowed me to segue into the topic of another spell of mysticism, the soul trap. I told him that I was unlearned, but curious about that spell, and very naturally and comfortably, I was able to bring up the subject of Azura's star, the endless well of souls. Imagine how I had to hold back my excitement when he leaned in and whispered to me, If that interests you, come to Clythic's Cairn, west of the city, tomorrow night. I couldn't sleep at all. The only thing I could think of was how I would get the star when he showed it to me. I still knew so little about Baliasur, his past, and his power, but the opportunity was too great to let pass. Still, I must admit that I held hopes that you would arrive, as you threatened you might in your letter, so I might have someone of uh, physical strength to aid me in my adventure. I am growing weaker and weaker as I write this, so I must proceed with the basic facts. I went to the crypt the following night, and Baliasur led me through the maze of it to the repository where he kept the star. We were talking quite casually, and, as you've so often said, it seemed an excellent time for an ambush. I grabbed the star and unsheathed my blade with what I felt was amazing speed. He turned to me, and I suddenly felt that I was moving like a snail. In a flash, Baliasur changed his form and became his true self. Not man or myrrh, but Daedra. A colossal Daedra lord who swiped back the star from my grasp and laughed at my sword as it thudded against his impenetrable height. I knew I had been beaten, and I threw myself towards the corridor. A blue flash of energy coursed through me, flung by Baliasur's claws. 
At once I began to feel death. He could have smote me with a thousand spells, but he chose the one where I could lie down and suffer and hear him laugh. At the very least, I did not give him that pleasure. Already struck, it was too late for me to cast a counterspell of mysticism, one to dispel the magicka, reflect it, or absorb it as my own. But I did still know how to teleport myself, what mystics term recall, to whatever place I had last set a spiritual anchor. I confessed that at the time I didn't remember where that would be, perhaps in Borean when I arrived in the Lake Bay, or in Cambria, or in Grimtree Garden where I met the caretaker, or my hostess's palace in Wayrest. I prayed that I had not set the anchor last when I was with you in Morrowind, for it is said that if the distance is too great, uh, one can be caught between dimensions. Still, I was willing to take that chance, rather than being the plaything of Baliasir. I cast the spell and found myself back on the doorstep of Lady Morling's palace. To be out of the crypt and away from the Daedra was a relief, but I had so hoped that I had been smart enough to cast an anchor near a mage's guild, or a temple where I could find a healer. Instead, knowing I was too weak to walk far, I beat on the door and was taken here, where I write this letter, lying in my bed. As I wrote those words, dear Elizabetta, Lady Morling came in, quite tearfully and frantic, to tell me the healer should be here within but a few minutes, but I will be dead ere they arrive. I know these are my last words. Dear friend, stay away from this cursed place. Your friend, Chuck.